It's Ray Bradshaw, Mr. Altivia, Mr. Lee Boys Can't Touch Me on My Worst Day. And this is JJ Solomon. And this is the Spit Bucket Podcast. Your boy, Mr. RTBA, Mr. 214, your Dos Uno Cuatro, Senor Dos Catorce, with my guy. What's up, man? It's JJ Solomon. Man, what's popping, man? Oh, just another Monday, Monday. <laughs> man. Just, just another Monday, man. Another Monday. Good good times. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm great, man. Shout out to everybody on here from the 214 to Across the Pond. We really appreciate everybody who give us feedback, who tune in on a day-to-day basis, when dust spit bucket. Mr. RTBA, JJ Solomon, when we drop our videos. Uh, we also appreciate everybody who looked at our last video uh, we dropped uh, with Floyd. Kid uh, Austin. Kid Austin Schofield. You know, we appreciate y'all. Salute to y'all for that. If y'all ain't watched that, please watch that. Yeah, go check it out. Kid Austin and his pops putting the, putting the division on notice. But yeah, guys, I appreciate you guys. Uh, episode 14, Correy. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know how to say 14 in Spanish? I know you do it. It's part of your name. There it goes. There it goes. (laughs) There it is. Episode 14, the Spit Bucket Podcast out here at downtown Dallas. Um, It's a good time right now, man. Uh, Beautiful downtown Dallas. As y'all can see before the sun set, you can see a little bit how beautiful our view is out here. We're in the heart of the city in uh, Dallas, and that's downtown Dallas to be exact. It's a uh, it's beautiful time. It's that one time of the year too where it's not dark at six o'clock. It's already seven. It's starting to get dark <laughs> earlier, but I know they're gonna push that. So hold up, when time is we gonna lose an hour? I thought you were about to say when time no. comes change. <laughs> no, no, I was no we're gonna about... lose an hour. Oh, so no, no, we're gonna gain an hour. Oh, yeah. You fall backwards, spring forward. Okay. So we're gonna get an extra hour of sleep. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you're gonna get an extra hour of no sleep. <laughs> I ain't gonna, uh, well, extra hour of no sleep. You have a baby. Oh, yeah. That's your 60 yeah. more minutes of tossing and turning. Well, shout out to my beautiful wife, Taylor, because she handled it all at night while I'm asleep. You know, because when I'm asleep, I'm, but I still hear the baby, but when I wake up and look, she has You got Miss Taylor. Hey, and also shout out to my little, I came up with a term today, my queen-ager. Oh. Little Joey Elena, Ooh. my little baby girl, turned 13 years old on Saturday. We had a... I sent you that video. Man, y'all did it big. Give us a little break. Y'all did it There's big. no break ground, <laughs> breakdown necessary. No, but like, JJ, you got a bunch of 12 and 13-year-olds. Oh, my. How, how many did you have? It was 11 little girls. <laughs> and listen, man, they were screaming from the tops of their lungs. And uh, we, uh, there was a moment in that, that video I sent you where they, I thought girls were over Justin Bieber. <laughs> but no, man, they were screaming. It sounded like a whole choir in there, 50 little girls just screaming, baby.
Christmas week for us because there's a big card this weekend, October 15th. Hold on. Let's talk a little bit about what just happened. We just got uh, – we were supposed to have Connor Ben and Chris Eubank, but Connor Ben somehow mysteriously failed a drug test, and him and his pops are still super confused. And then we had Sebastian Fundora, 154-pound uh, junior middleweight, super welterweight, whatever you guys want to call him, contender, uh, fight coming up against Carlos Alcampo. So uh, he still put on a good show, but um, the the towering inferno, he had a big, big fight. Let me let me flash up his pictures in case anybody needs a reminder of who Mr. Sebastian Fundora is. There he is with uh, – oh, that was him, the winner. Y'all, y'all not supposed to know he was going to be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> he won. But, yeah, we had Fundora Ocampo. You guys might remember Ocampo, especially here in the DFW area when – he took on Mr. Errol Spence Jr., Errol the Truth Spence Jr., and you were at that fight, weren't you? Oh, absolutely. What'd you uh, think about it? What'd you think about the Spence Ocampo fight? So what uh, was it? Yeah, go ahead. No, that's the fight, you know, um, where I was in the dressing room with Earl. I ain't trying to give myself no credit mm-hmm. for giving him the victory. But when nobody over there talking to him, Mr. All TBA say, uh, I start thinking about Eminem. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow, because opportunity comes. So I went over and I started talking that talk. And he went out there and destroyed Ocampo. But so was you, are you saying it was correct? No, you, yeah. I, no, I ain't saying that. But I'm just saying I give myself a, a little percentage of it because, you know, it's hard to get, even though you know you want to fight. But Ocampo, you know, that, that was just a homecoming for Earl. And he needed to hear that, you know. Like, fighters need to hear that. Sometime to um Yeah, get get ready for the yeah. fight, man. You gotta get them that but energy. Speaking of, but speaking of Ocampo, this was a guy after that Earl loss, you like you stated to me early, won won twelve fights in a row. Uh, up and down competition, you know. Moved up and weight. Moved up and weight. Yep. So think about that. And then when I speak about Sebastian Fandora, everybody wanna talk about him now today because Ocampo gave him a fight like um he wasn't that highly touted prospect uh, from the 2142 across the pond. See, this right here showed me Ocampo was a better fighter than we thought he was, Jay. Well, we don't know much about Fundora yet besides the fact that he's 6'6", 154 pounds. I mean, there was a lot of people hyping him up, and there are a lot, but he still deserves to be. I mean, he's Fundora continues to shut me up. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean I think he's going to fail. I'm just not, when I see his body style, when I see that, it's just natural to me. I'm not, like I said, I'm not hating one bit, but when you see a, somebody that tall and that skinny at that weight division where these guys start packing punches and and make targeted effort to, to knock the body, I just don't see much of a future. But Fondora's proven that. So you're saying that Ocampo lasted 12 rounds with a, pro, a, a legitimate prospect, so maybe we should put a little bit more Respect on Ocampo's name. Oh, absolutely. Um, because, you know, that was the thing about it. That's the one thing that they um, said. And it, it was something that you could talk about when it came to Earl Spence. How big was that victory against Ocampo? He was somebody who we really didn't know about. And Ocampo, years later, stood tall against a rising uh, prospect and also show, made show flaws of the rising prospect, and Ocampo showed that he belonged the entire time. That just showed how much 
how good Earl Spence was, in my opinion. Yeah, I see that, man. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I wouldn't call it a close fight, though. Ocampo lasted 12 rounds, but there was a point where the ref was threatening to stop it, though I think that was a little premature and silly, too. But let's be real. You see the pictures on your screen? Like, Fundora put it on him, and I don't think that fight should have gone 12 rounds. He, for some reason, decided to make it a, a telephone booth fight, and there was no reason for it, but... uh he could have kept a distance, and I think that fight would have been done with, but he chose to go the 12 rounds. Uh, Ocampo put up a good fight. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what I feel about Fundora's future yet. You know, I'm not quite there yet. I don't know that he's ready for a, a Charlo. I don't know if he's ready for, for a, this kid Charlo's fight next. Uh, Tim Zhu. I don't know if he's quite ready for that yet, but, you know, time will tell. These guys fight to prove us wrong, and... Um, I'll tell you, if he puts on some sort of, if he gets a belt sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, I'll be one of the guys he proved wrong. He is sitting right there as well, mandatory I look, I look in the W. Like, I look at it like this. I look at it that Ocampo made it tough on him to where he had to go in that phone booth. But just the good thing about it is tape there now for Fundora to go back and look at, and he could see some things he could work on. Yeah, you was winning this fight. Why did you decide? to do that. Why yeah. did you want to make it a phone booth fight? But I look at it as Ocampo was doing some things, even though he may have been winning. You know, we're inside that square circle. Ocampo may have been doing some things that made him want to make it a phone booth fight. Or he just wanted to show how tough he was. Yeah, it was that one. He even said it after the fight. He wanted to give the fans what they wanted. But honestly, when you're that tall and you have that long a reach, you're ultimately fans want to see a knockout. And we don't want to see 12 rounds of just, you know, inside work, like almost like a glorified sparring session. Um, so he claimed he wanted to give the fans what they wanted, a brawl and that sort of deal. But that was just a waste of five rounds, in my opinion. Uh, uh, what the fans wanted was to see a knockout, and I think he could have done that by keeping a little bit better distance in, in between him and Ocampo. But needless to say, he's number one ranked. He's he's a mandatory now in the WBC. We'll see what happens with Charlo and uh, – and Tim Zhu, when that happens, uh, Fundora's supposed to be the next guy in line if he, if, uh, for the WBC. So we'll see how that goes. Congratulations to Fundora. And congratulations to his little sister. First time they've been on a card, but that's like the Fundora fighting family, what they call them now, or the fighting Fundoras or something like that. But uh, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Fundora, too, she put it off. So great, great, uh, great weekend for those guys. I can't wait to see this guy in person, you know, <laughs> if we have the chance to see Sebastian Fondora. Because this is, six, I've never seen six, nothing man. like this before. I'd six foot six, 154 pounds. I want to actually look at look this at guy man. from head to toe. Because even looking on them pictures, it make him look a little bigger. And I know a guy who's six six, weighing 154 pounds, you like. Yeah, dude. The camera adds 10 pounds, apparently. Uh, that dude is, yeah, hopefully we get a chance that we're going to be out in his neck of the woods next week. What, yeah, let's talk about this a little bit, but congratulations to the Fedora family. Great weekend, but we're going to be in, uh, Indio, California, October 20th for Kid Austin's debut fight on the uh, Golden Boy roster. Big congrats to signing with Golden Boy. Um, but yeah, we're going to be checking him out there on the zone. You guys check him out. He's out of Austin, Texas. 11 and 0, nine knockouts. We had an opportunity to interview him and uh, Floyd Schofield, senior and junior. The dude is not lacking confidence. 
<laughs> Not at all. Him or his father. Yeah. Like I told his father, Jay, he made for TV, and that's how you sell a fighter. Like, we could talk about these dads, and it, it probably do be annoying to us. That it probably be annoying moments where we be like, but at the end of the day, look at all these dads who talked a lot for their sons. It was a lot of dads who made it to this level where their sons was quiet, and they talked from Robert Guerrero daddy, Angel Garcia, Danny Garcia daddy. Even look now, Devin Haney yep. daddy does a lot of talking. Now, the new sensation on the block, Floyd Schofield Sr. He is the new talker <laughs> on the, and talking about can he talk. I mean, and not just talk because everything he's saying is reality because his son is superb right now. But he's one of the best talkers oh, in yeah. boxing right now. Best talker in boxing. Uh, and like you said, you know, he. some people might – Watch him talk and the things he has to say, and you, you could very easily say that he he's not, but he's he's he legitimizes what he says, and I, what I mean by that is he's got some sort of backing. So it's not like some of these dads we see who just come out nonsense. But let's not let's not take the spotlight off of Junior, man, off of Kid Austin. The kids so far perfect. Like I said, he he got personally reached out to by Oscar De La Hoya. He's in the Golden Boy family now. And he's got some things to say. Like I said, on that video, you'll see he put all the 135 on notice. You know, it's early. He's 20 years old. But, hey, you got to start. You got to start somewhere. You can't yeah. just be sitting around. So they're actively chasing the big names. He said he's the first guy to test Haney's chin and expose it. So, And, and I'm saying, you know, like his, like his dad said and he said, ain't nobody came out and said he didn't do that shit. Because you got to think about it. When a guy like, and you know, it's going to, go viral when they t when you talk like that, especially about a guy like Devin Haney and you have some merit to talk about it. That's going to go viral where everybody see it. You can't tell me Devin Haney didn't see it. You can't tell me Bill Haney didn't see it. You can't tell me a lot of people from his camp didn't see it because he ain't just been on our show. He was on our friend show from Las Vegas. Shout out to the Boxing Force. They yeah, shout out to um, Ness and uh, Ring, uh, Ring Walk Danny. Ring Walk Danny. Um, so they've been making their rounds. Yeah, they're not sugarcoating it. Talking this talk. And Devin Haney ain't saying nothing. I hadn't heard of Pete. I ain't, Shakur don't let people talk to him like this. Shakur gonna come out and say something. Ain't said nothing. That's weird to me, bro. Because they, they call each other out. And if anybody, especially a young up-and-coming yeah. prospect, says some stuff like that, you, but we hadn't heard anything. No. And don't think that Floyd Sr. is trying to sugarcoat it like you just said. You even try to tee him up and say, hey, hey, don't you think this might come off as whatever, disrespectful, bad blood? Bad blood? And they're sticking, they're doubling down. No, it's not personal. Devin doesn't want us. He will never be ready for us. Run. Guys, he took it as far <laughs> as calling Devin Haney Polly Malinazzi. <laughs> That's, I mean, no disrespect to Polly. Polly had a hell of a career and a hell of a boxer. But, you know, in the general public's eyes, when you think of Devin Haney, you don't necessarily think about Pauly Malnagy and, and it's, it's a great comparison, though. The thing is, Devin Haney's skill set is better than Pauly Malnagy, mm -hmm. in my point. But the thing where I think he comparing them, because I once said this, you know, Devin Haney, you know. You said it, yeah. He, he got, he don't have tremendous knockout power, and that's something that Pauly Malnagy didn't have. But I see Devin Haney growing into his strength, and especially after becoming undisputed. You can't see nothing but the confidence. Zooming now with Devin Haney. That's why I told 
uh, Floyd, I don't think that Devin Haney wouldn't want to fight you guys. Oh, yeah. And you know his response? I know Devin I know, Haney I, wouldn't want to fight us guys. I know a fighter. Yep. He said, I know when the fighter don't. I mean, but let's be honest and objective. Right now, Floyd not even. I mean, he's in the. Based on what we see, based on the footage we've got, the fights we saw, we were in person, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I how mean, can he, he there, but he not there yet to where uh, Devin Haney should give him that like he almost there. I think three, four more fights. Then, yeah, like people start a lot of people starting to take notice of him now. Sure, you know, especially us, we are on this guy, super, like, super high. Like we know what he could do. But being realistically, they understand, and, he, and, and Floyd said it himself, they're not going to fight us right now, and even if they do fight, it'll be like two years yeah. down the road, and it'll be a mega fight. So right now, they see him, but they don't see him yet. We'll see, man. We'll see. I'm excited about the young man's future. We'll see what his uh, Golden Boy debut looks like October 30th, 20th. October 20th. On the zone. You guys check Indigo. out our, our homie. Huh? Indigo. It's in Indio, California. Indio. Yeah, at the, uh, the Paris. Yeah, it's some casino in Indio. Y'all check it out. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. We'll let y'all know when we come back from break. Yeah, we'll come back from break. Take a look. Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. No, that's cool. We want y'all to make sure y'all check out our sponsors real quick KO Therapeutic. We all have battles. We fight. We train. We work. We persevere. And we celebrate. We are all one. I can't do anything if I can't walk in my prosthetic. It's a lot of pain that I feel throughout my day. It can be very intense. Now I just put that balm over it and it will heal up much faster and it will let the callus recover. That's amazing. It is a total game changer. I am hooked. I am absolutely, I just, I'm just hooked. Life is hard. KO makes it better. KOCBD.com. Need to save money. I want to put on good fights, so that was a good fight for the zone. So I'm disappointed. But what is the point in signing up? We'll be back to that in a minute. Yeah. No spoiler <laughs> alert. We'll talk about Mr. Ed here in a little bit. But anyhow, yeah, check out kocbd.com. Use the code TSB10, guys. If you're an athlete, if you have work that wears you out, if you're in pain. If you know somebody's in pain, trust us. Check it out at uh, kocbd.com. Use the discount code TSB10. Watch it change your life. And everybody, please make sure y'all like, share, subscribe. Uh, this episode 14, uh, The Spit Bucket Podcast, we appreciate everybody who's been tuned in to us thus far. Just know we got a lot more coming. Uh, we got the will to win, and we got the drive to go a long way. And uh, we understand we the type of guys, uh, if, there's no, if you don't take risks, you ain't going to get no reward. And when it comes to the spit bucket, we're all about taking every risk to get, to get what we need to be. Yes, sir. A shout out to Al Money. He Al Money in the building. Shout out to Al Money. Shout out to everybody who's going to catch this now or catch it on the replay. Shout out to everybody on Apple, Spotify. Um, where else is it? Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pod Podbean. Radio. Yeah. yeah, Podbean. Shout out to 
every social media platform we on. Also, shout out to Facebook, Instagram. Just shout out to everybody, man. Uh, we starting to make waves, and we're, it's because of y'all that we're uh, able to make this waves, and we want to let y'all know that and let y'all know how we really appreciate y'all support. And like we said, we'll be in Cali. We'll be on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Next, we're going to be in the West Side. Yep, 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 yep. So we'll be planting our little TSB seeds. Hold up. We going to California. <laughs> dum, dum. I was going to sing. California, here yeah. we come. Jeez. I was just going to do the <laughs> California, here I come. Right back. Oh, or Tupac. California. Oh, yeah. There we go. Knows how to party. Hey, let's not forget about uh, deep in the heart of Texas, though. That's where our that's our first love. Oh God, in them. Our first love, Amen. But we just talked about Fandora. There was supposed to be another fight on October eighth. There was supposed to be. It sold out in seven minutes. It was it was supposed to be a rivalry fight between two rivalry families. And what? Were you scrolling through your articles? Yeah, we, what, I was, was scrolling that up my articles, and and what do we see? Connor Ben tests positive for this banned substance that's big time. This this ain't just no regular substance. This is a big time substance that 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 do something to your body that's going to inflict pain on somebody. Going to help you work out and do all of that stuff uh, more better and. Uh, I got no respect for guys uh, like that. I mean, like, dude, could, could I get a guy like that a second chance? You know, listening to I Got Lukey, I understand it is about second chances, right? And, and I'm pretty sure I probably could get past this, uh, Jay, sometime in the future. But right now, it's here. It just happened mm-hmm. recently. And, and, you know, right now, kind of being, he's a disgrace for the sport of boxing right now. He, he put a bad spotlight, and not just in boxing, in the UK. And then UK is talking about banning this guy for four yeah. years. It seems harsh, bro, but how else are we going to get a sport to change? How else are you going to get people to think about the consequences? You know, I, it, it has to be extreme, and that's what we talked about, like you said, with our, with our homie Lukey. Um, from itrboxing.com. Big shout out to Lukey. It's it's life or death. And what's crazy about this is that we just damn. I, and I'm sorry, I forgot his name. But a week before, somebody just died in the ring. Yeah. Well, he he took a, a life life ending yeah. injuries. He died three four days later. Yeah. A Colombian boxer. And I'm sorry, I forget his name. But this is right after that. We're literally seeing somebody die in the ring once a year now. Right. I mean, it's about once a year now. We're seeing somebody else die in the ring. And then we can take it a step further. And we talked about this on on, uh, TSB Unscripted. Listen, Nigel Benn ended Gerald McClellan's career. And and nobody's saying that it was because of drugs or PEDs or nothing like that. But we can know for a fact that Gerald McClellan is pretty much a vegetable now. And that happened at the hands of Nigel Benn. So don't you think fighter safety should be number one in both those guys' heads? Exactly. And, and how is that such a coincidence like that? Like, Nigel Ben was known for his power, right, J.J.? Mm-hmm. And think about it. He could say relentless oh, power. Relentless yeah. power, bro. That dude hit hard. Like, he broke shit on people, right? And this is my thing right here. That's his son. 
That's his father, right? Especially this that's it's two common things they got in common. They father and son, blood related, and both of them boxed. His father know the ins and out. His father yeah, know his he ain't gonna like, you can't sit up here and make me believe that his father didn't know nothing about this. You know, and, and it make you look at his father and look at his record and see like how really good was you? And just think if father wouldn't have caught this under UK UCAD protocols, like he probably could have rented here and put a damage on um Do you see how he ended Algeri? Yeah, Algeri. Like, bro. We know Algeri's not a yeah, I'm not saying Algeri's Mr. Granite Chin, but he, you know, he it wasn't a one shot knockout from from Fanny Pacquiao, you know, it was just kind of smothering type deal. This was a one shot knockout with Algeri. He finished with uh who was it after Algeri? Uh uh Chris Van Heren. Yeah, Van Heren, yeah. Um we even had, I mean, we had an opportunity to talk to Jerry McClellan Jr. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he said, like, father likes him? Yeah. Like I, I'm with that. Jay-Jay. You can't help but suspect that. You know what I mean? We're not calling ourselves the, the drug testers, and we know all, but you can't help but suspect it, bro. Like, that family needs to be extra careful. We saw here, let's take a look at uh, Eubanks, uh, Connor Ben's apology. He came out, said, I'm sorry that everybody's been affected by the postponement. I'm still completely shocked and surprised by this, and it has been a tough couple of days. My team and I will consider the next options, including rescheduling the fight, but my immediate concern is on clearing my name because I'm a clean athlete. Correy, is he a clean athlete? What is it? No, he's not a clean athlete. You just got busted, dude. And look, there's a thing right here. In UK, in the UK, they don't test like Vada test. That would have slipped up under. Yep. They say if that was in the U under UCAD, they wouldn't have never caught that fam. So when he get out there and say I'm a clean athlete, he's standing on that JJ. Yep. That's just like spitting, not only spitting in my face, your face, and everybody from the two one four to across the pond fam. The best thing that he could have did was came out here and took your lumps. Yep. Took it like a man. We everybody mess up, B. We all make mistakes. Like, we all make crucial mistakes. Good I done one. made yes. a crucial mistake where I had to put my pride to the side, Jay, and just accept what I had to accept. And for Conor Ben not to do that, that's spitting in every human being face from the 2 one photo across the pond. Yup, man. There's something about owning up to your, your shit. You know, and it's almost the same feeling I have with the, when some of these fighters have excuses after they lose, and we always say you're never going to grow if you don't accept the loss. Well, if you do something wrong, that wrong, and you don't fess up to it, you don't acknowledge it and take accountability, you're never going to grow from it. And you're right, you're spitting on the fans' face. You're spitting on the undercard's face. You're spitting on your family name. You're spitting on Gerald McClellan and his family. You're sp- spitting on everybody to look the cameras in the eyes and say, I don't, you had to know something, man. It ain't going to pop up on the test. This is a female drug that's specifically for women's hormones. Like, there's no reason it should be anywhere near a man. <laughs> Damn. He, he was trying to willing to go, that let take some female shit. And, JJ, you know that type of drug, it clear out your system in three to four days, right? That's what they said. So he played it wrong, fam. Like this is like I if man, I hope you can make a stand on this and block him for four years because this will set a precedence. 
for everybody. And like I said, you can't, they got to fix up that shit. Think about how many other, I think about how many other fighters in the UK then had to fight like this, but if you really think about it, they don't even playing field, but there's a lot of people who doing it the right way. You can't sit up here and tell me, JJ, people in the UK know that UK don't test for these different type of drugs. They're not going to push it to the limit. How many other fighters yeah. from the UK? I, got, I talked to Clarissa Shields. I said, Clarissa Shields, I hope y'all took Vada testing over there. She said, we did, champ. We did, champ. And she said it just like that, too, did she? Yeah, she, man, it, it's a problem. Corey, do you think the uh, picture that's on the screen is deserved? <laughs> did he deserve it? Oh, is he absolutely. a Pinocchio? Oh, he's the modern-day 2022 Pinocchio, fam. And like I said, he a disgrace to the sport right now because he's standing on it, fam. Fam. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to your family. Don't do it to the sport of boxing because we're not going to look at you the same. At least if he would have come out and said, you know what? I did. I took something I wasn't supposed to take. It's a big fight. You know, Everybody's watching. It's a big fight. Yeah. You know, I just think about wanting to get revenge for my dad, you know, of the embarrassment he had when he was the highly favored to beat uh, Chris Eubanks Sr. He could have came out and said that, and I would have took it in. Now, you still wrong, right? But I could understand that because we all, one point in our life, try to push it to the limit. It's yep. something. You know what the saying was going on? Like, if you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying to win. <laughs> yeah, if you're not cheating, you're <laughs> not trying to win, man. <laughs> but not cheating like that, though. His cheating is up. A whole different cheat. I'm just giving examples. Everybody cheat. But the way he cheated is very irresponsible. That guy, instead of coming out standing on it and saying, oh, I'm clear my We're going to get to the bottom of this. What does that mean? It's already to the bottom of this. You're going to have to pull, bring some hard evidence that you were accidentally taking your wife's medicine or something. I mean, it makes no sense, and it's terrible. Our money says it's... It, it hits hard right now for sure. Athletes risk their lives when they step in that ring, and he's absolutely right, man. This is, you know, Lukey, listen, I'm all about second chances. You're, you're looking at a guy who's not only has second chances but third and fourth and fifth chances. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about forgiveness. I'm all about a clean slate. But which is what we were talking about last week. You don't put a, somebody who's a sexual offender to go be the cross, the, uh, put him in a daycare, or you don't put a gambling addict to work in a casino. So, yeah, get your second chances, but don't get – and what we're referring to right now is – Victor Conti. Yeah, we're referring to Victor Conti being allowed to, to be around in the boxing. And then we started talking a little bit. You guys to check out the interview last Thursday on Unscripted. Do these boxers deserve second chances or should it be an automatic ban? And I get how it sounds too extreme and there can be anomalies or false positives, but we're talking about people's lives here. We're not talking about um, – uh, how, can you hit a home run or not? Or how fast can you run a 40? We're talking about you having a competitive edge to punish the guy or woman in front of you. So we're talking, this is apples and oranges. If That's almost assault. That's almost attempted murder. I know it sounds extreme. No, that's completely what it is, JJ. It's assault. It's attempted murder. Like, look. I'm about second chances, and like we they said, the common denominator, we stood on that. They should be banned for life. But I like UK positioning it because remember, I was saying five years. Yeah. Four years is a long time. 
That boxer made that mistake. You put yourself in that position. So you're going to have to make sure that you're ready and you're clean for the next four years if this is what you want to do still. Because like, like I said, you made that choice to do that drug. But Conor Ben, I think that was uh, horrible of him to come out and make that statement. Very irresponsible. And your name is tainted forever. You're not going to be able to clear up your name, Conor Ben, because as a man, you should have came out and stood. You should have came out and took that. Sometimes you got to take stuff and admit to your wrong, especially when it's something like that. 100%. And then you think four years is too long or that's too harsh. What about all the people on that undercard, bro, who not only financially didn't, you know, it's not just about the paycheck, but it's about your career path. It's about that one time, one opportunity you get to be on this undercard. And now it's gone. That's what you've been working for the past six. Most fighters, most professional fighters can't professionally fight full time for income. So these people on that undercard had to sacrifice work, had to sacrifice money, time with their family, going to work out after they get off of work. Off for what? Nothing now because the fight didn't happen. And then now you're, you're messing up your chances to climb in the rankings and all that sort of deal. So not only is it a payday that he costs to people. So no, at the end of the day, four years ain't nothing. <laughs> and you potentially could have put Eubank's life at risk. Man, and that's crazy. The, the number one thing. Hey, Desi, I'm glad you said that. That was a great point you said. Just like ruining everybody else on the card. Like all the underfighters, like the fight sold out in seven minutes. So a lot of them guys who made it to that stage, this was going to be probably the biggest money that they ever made in their life. And they had that hard eight to 12 week training camp and at the snap of a finger, all that hard work they put in the money that they was looking to bring in that they probably needed for their family is gone just like that because one guy decided he didn't want to do it the right way. He didn't want to do it the harder way. He wanted to go, uh, he wanted to, uh, to do it how he wanted to do it to give himself an extra advantage to be the superior. And I just think that was uh, really terrible for hey, the sport. And let's just talk about this real quick. You know, we don't beat a dead horse on this subject. But look, I, you know, Eddie Hearn, everybody's got their, their, their feelings on Eddie Hearn. This was a while back when one of Eddie Hearn's fighters was on the other end. Keep in mind, Conor Ben fights for Eddie Hearn. He's one of uh, a matchroom roster. But here's Eddie Hearn's thoughts on, on a failed drug test. I don't need to save money. I want to put on good fights. So that was a good fight for the zone. So I'm disappointed. But what is the point in signing up for drug testing if when you fail, everyone just goes, oh, don't worry about it. Just let him fight, you know? Yeah. So, and, are you, and, and the, the argument of, well, it's all right with you, Ked, is totally irrelevant. You've signed drug testing with Varda. The best testing agency, in my opinion, in the sport. The best testing agency in the sport. He and he's saying, if you take, what's the point of test if we're gonna have the fight anyway? And that same Eddie Hearn was the guy who was given the British Board of whatever, whatever that was, BBBOC, um, hell for the mishaps in their procedures. Hey, listen, just like you said, Eddie Hearn, you're absolutely right. A few a few months back, when it was your fighter. There's no excuse for what's the point of having tests. So now why are, now that it's your fighter, you want to let's see how fast we can reschedule it. And, oh, this was a, a disgrace. Come on, man. Yeah, and that's crazy. Hypocrisy, too. man. See, the thing is he was trying to come play cleanup man a, a few days later because at, at instant, 
and the and the people from across the pond and like the people over in the states, they he had they had a lot of criticism over there because not only did Eddie Hearn but his the other promoter I, I can't think of his name right now but he promotes Eubank. They were still trying to find a way to put on this fight. So Eddie Hearn trying to save face right now. Like as soon as this happened, he should have came out, but but because it was his fighter, he didn't want to come out immediately. But just think, if this was his prized possession, and it happened to Anthony Joshua, Alexander Usyk, oh yeah, came up. Think about how of an outroar he would have been. We need to clean up boxing immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Oh man, I got love for Eddie Hearn. He put a lot on no, good, good like, by but like that's. I feel a certain type of will by Eddie Hearn now because at the end of the day, he should have he should have said, "Quick, call this out." They stalled it out for a day. We or thought so. it was still could possibly could happen, and, that, yeah. and we ain't supposed to think that. Yeah, like when somebody get popped dirty, we ain't supposed to think that. Now, if it was somebody on the undercard, and I don't truly believe it was nobody on the undercard. Who could have came up and helped save that fight? No, with, not um, on that Eubanks one. Junior, right? But no, nah, man. I mean, I, f- I feel a certain type of way against Eddie Hearn too, and the other dude um, who promote Eubanks. Uh, you got to get credit to Eubanks. He a fighter. He still wants to fight. He, he had that shirt on sixty percent, so he had the ultimate confidence that he was gonna get it done. But like man, he said, was ready, man. You just God, you hate to see that situation, but listen. We wanted to see that fight. It was going to be interesting. Uh, but we'll see what happens down the line. But uh, we didn't get that fight last weekend. But we got a lot of them this weekend. A lot of fights. A lot of, a lot of. Hey, did, did you, before we get into the big weekend, man, we're in Dallas. We're in downtown Dallas. Yeah. Our Cowboys are 4-1. Oh, yeah, so that's the Cowboys. Man. I mean, I feel like we should talk about that a yeah, little bit, right? Yeah, it's Monday yeah. Night Football right now. People are probably watching football yeah, anyway. Man. Go ahead, you know, say like, something like real quick. quick. Let me holler at everybody, especially uh, them Philadelphia Stank fans, right? Because we got them coming up next. Let me holler at y'all uh, specifically because y'all was clamping y'all hand, stomping your feet, shouting for joy when everybody seen Dak Prescott go out in that uh, first game. And obviously, us here as Dallas fans, no doubt, we thought it was over with. We didn't know what to expect of Cooper Rush for that first. When we lost that, everybody who say, I go with their teams, all of y'all was coming at every Cowboy fan saying it's over with, calling us the Cowgirls. Nobody thought that we was going to do the unthinkable when our, hundred and, when our $200 million uh, quarterback go out, <laughs> a backup Cooper Rush come in, and we done won four straight. And now everybody who was talking that shit, Y'all got to put some respect on the Cowboys' name. And, J.J., I'm going to say this. I'm ready for Dak to come back whenever he do. Not mm-hmm. yet. You don't have to rush him. But with the way that defense is playing, oh and my. this is totally unbiased. I ain't, it ain't just because I'm a Cowboy fan. If Dak come back, if Dak was watching what Cooper Rush was doing and how he was game managing the game with a little bit more flair Dak could do, that's the recipe to go to the Super Bowl. No doubt. And knock on, do me a favor, bro. Knock on some wood, what you just said. But listen, dude, we're, we're five and one, four and one right now, right? And times are high and all that good stuff. But our offense, I think we're still ranked 25th in the league, something like that. We're putting up, I think we had like 76 pass yards on, on Sunday, and we're still managing to win by multiple possessions. These aren't coming to the end games. These are. 
comfortable not having anxiety attacks by the end of your Sunday. But that just tells me that, look, I'm not, I'm not this Dak guy who thinks Dak's going to take us to the Super Bowl in the promised land. But now well, we don't have to just completely rely on him. Do what Cooper Rush is doing. Coaching staff, coach a game that's built for your, co- your player. Don't ask them to do the unthinkable. Don't ask them to put us in vulnerable situations. Just drive the bus. Do I think Dak is a $40 million quarterback? No. I, yeah, he is the, I, with the mark of the quarterback. Well, okay, now. yeah. Well, today's economy, you're probably yeah, right. Is, yeah, but yeah, uh, maybe $30 million. But okay, let's say he is a $40 million quarterback. So all we're asking a $40 million quarterback is not even to carry the team no more. Just make the right decisions. Don't force it. And let number 11, Micah, the monster, whatever you want to call him. Man, not bro. Just him, that, not just him, that entire defense. Like from uh, Diggs to um, that entire line, uh, Lawrence, um, the rookie them, Sam Smith, Vanderish, uh, uh, the the uh, blessing in disguise, the safety. Uh, what's his name? Um, number six. Can't think of his name uh, right yeah. now. But um, the safety, yeah. him. Everybody know who I'm. Quincy Jones. But him, the safety. It, like bro, the Cowboys have a chance to compete for it all. I'm not on her saying. I'm not one of them foolish yeah. fans who's saying we could win it all. But now with our defense, bro. It's special, dog. That's a teams are averaging 13 points a game. And if you look at the score every week, it went down. I'm not saying, obviously, it's going to be like that forever where it go down every week because we got NFL teams out here uh, who can play. We got a big one coming up against Philly. I can't sit up here and say Philly ain't. Legit, they 5-0, and oh, you know? Um, they legit. But I'm going to say like this, Philly ain't seen no defense like ours yet. They have not. And listen, man, like our, our defense, this is the first time I was reading up on it in 50 years for the Cowboys. The last time was 72, whatever that was, yeah, 72, that we held five consecutive opponents with 20 points or less. See, one time you say that was a fluke. Two times, okay, y'all got y'all got lucky. Three times, but five times in a row we holding these. We held the Super Bowl champs, and I know the teams beat up. Let I know the team's different. Uh, I know, but still, you're the Super Bowl champs. You're still Matt Stafford. We held them to ten points, and Matt Stafford looked like he was about to be be broken in half by the end of that game. <laughs> but let me talk about Philly real quick, man. Like, listen, there's 31 other teams in the league, and there's 30 other teams that I I respect their fan base. There's one team that I, I couldn't not possibly care less for anything less than them, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles fan base. I feel you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, just, just people that have, have laughed at, at life, I mean, career-ending injuries. Boo Superman. Boo, or, I mean, not Superman, Santa Claus. Boo your own players. <laughs> not just once, all the time. Your players constantly have to be thinking in the back of their heads, am I going to get booed today by my yeah. own fan? I, I have to me, the Philly football fans are just the worst in the league. Yeah. But listen, y'all, yeah, y'all five and zero, and then y'all riding a nice little streak. Listen, don't forget, just in January, y'all got crushed fifty-one to twenty-six <laughs> by who? The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they know. And that was before the defense was what it's doing <laughs> they today. Know. They know. Fifty-one twenty-six. Yeah. And yeah, y'all riding. Listen, y'all played the Redskins three or sorry, Washington Commanders three times. In the past, what, eight weeks, y'all played the Lions. Y'all played the Giants. Y'all played the Jaguars. Y'all played the Falcons and barely got away with a win of the Falcons. 
The last two legitimate teams y'all played are the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers kicked y'all out of the playoffs in the first <laughs> round, and the Cowboys crushed y'all. 51 to 26. So enjoy this 5 and 0 record. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a 17 game I'm season. With I'm with you. Hold up, my turn. Now listen, like you, like you said, JJ, let me turn around and look at these these uh Philadelphia Stank fans. And like you say, the 30 other NFL teams, right? No problem. But when it come to the them rotten, dirty, um, like if you ever been to Philadelphia, and, and 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 you smell the stench in that city that they, they represent how rotten you know a, a, of a place it is. Like JJ said, I never have respect for a team who who got up and hand clapped because our star receiver, probably the best receiver we ever had, which they call him the playmaker, and Michael Irvin had a career-ending injury. I got no respect mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. rotten motherfuckers. I I, I don't wish <laughs> no good on y'all. I, I, I don't even want to be in your city, like the stench in your city. You know, y'all need to go protest to the mayor because it's a damn shame that a rotten, dirty city could be like that, bro. Yeah, so I hope Dallas puts it on them. And look, you know what? Here's the difference. Philly fans going to be acting like it's a Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, we, and, and let's say they win. Oh, we beat a team with a backup quarterback. And it's a bit, <laughs> Y'all going to be acting like it's a Super Bowl. Y'all act like y'all been there before, all right? Y'all y'all have a little professionalism, please. They're I can't. Not gonna win. I they, hope they not. not I told them, they look quarterback who like to run around, we going to break him. We going to break him. I don't even see Jalen Hurts uh going to four four quarters with us because he has a target on his back. Oh, he likes to dip the pocket, huh? Uh -oh. oh, okay, you like to run out the pocket. We're going to have that spy. Remember that safety I was telling you about, number six? He going to spy him all night and put hurting on Jalen Hurts. That dude ain't going this whole game with us. Our defense is ferocious. Our defense is legitimate. But I will add, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid yet. It's week six. Oh, I'm drinking it. <laughs> Don't get oh, your heart broken oh, again. No, 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 I'm drinking it. Because one thing that well, since I was a young boy, what they always told me, Defense wins yeah, championships, fam. Yep. And, and look, I'm drinking it with a backup quarterback because I done seen a lot of game managers uh, with a good defense go win the Super Bowl. Who was the quarterback from Baltimore? Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, when they had that hell of a defense, they went and won Rex the Super Bowl. Rex Grossman went to Super Bowl yeah. against Peyton Manning. Went, like, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. I'm Chicago defense. You, like, y'all got to read in between the lines. I didn't see Cooper Rush. Yeah, was the plays though? They the running game was working. So why are you gonna go against the running game when you got a powerful defense? So why are you gonna throw it to the air? And I think he had 101 yards. Judge, I thought was it? No, so it was net passing. So that like factors in other stuff. I don't know if it's penalties and stuff like that. Net passing yards was 76. Um, yeah, we beat the Super Bowl champs with 76 passing yards. Even if it was 101 yards, you're yeah. gonna call it gross passing yards. Yeah, but so yeah, man, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. You know. Um, it's all about health, though. Right now, with this team intact, with our defense intact, if our defense can stay healthy, we got a legitimate chance uh, to go to the Super Bowl. Because, like you say, if it happened one time, if it happened two Why times, not? we could be like that. But three, four, five times, we held teams under 20 points a game, and each game it go down more and more. I'm drinking hella Kool-Aid with some extra sugar. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to fill up my cup of water. In the meantime, check out our friend from KOCBD. We all have battles. We fight. We train. 
We work. We persevere. And we celebrate. We are all one. I can't do anything if I can't walk in my prosthetic. It's a lot of pain that I feel throughout my day. It can be very intense. Now I just put that balm over it and it will heal up much faster and it'll look the callus recovered. That's amazing. It is a total game changer. I am hooked. I am absolutely, I just, I'm just hooked. Life is hard. KO makes it better. KOCBD.com yes sir again kocbd.com very very good friends but even if they weren't our friends and i hated their stinking guts they have a product that makes me feel better my whole family uses it i promise y'all i use this every single day if you're in any type of pain back pains arthritis whatever the case this will bring you relief i'm not saying this might bring you relief Stop taking all that medicine. Stop putting all that acetaminophen in your system. Trust us when I say this is a great, great pain relief, all natural. Uh, give it them, get, Check them out at kocbd.com. Use the discount code TSB10. Watch it change your life, for real. Let's get into it, Jay. Yes, sir. Big, 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 big Christmas so, week. Like we, we had a couple of upsets. Uh, I mean, we had a couple of uh, downfalls with this fight the previous week. Getting put to the side. We had another downfall of the queen dying and postponing um, Savannah Marshall, well, Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. Um, and now, on the same day, we got Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. Ding. Um, See if you remember. Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hellenius. Ding. Devin Haney versus George Cambosis. Ding. One more. Let's pass the test. Uh, I just had it in my head. I'll give you a clue. I look a version of him if I had 17 Domino's pizzas sitting in one night. Huh? You always call me him. Caleb Plant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Caleb Plant. Yeah. But it's on that Wilder card, though. Yeah, it's on but the no, Wilder but that, card. That, that yeah, is a yeah. big fight, though. Caleb Plant versus uh, Darrell, right? And um, you. I was scrolling up my articles and shit today. I see this post come up. I say J.J. Solomon put up <laughs> the odds. Speak on the no, yeah, we were just talking a little bit about uh, talking about what we think is the best odds for an upset this weekend. Uh, we have people voting on there. Talking about basic question I was asking is: is we got four big fights. Um, Courageous named them all. Uh, some were rescheduled, some were postponed, some are rematches, some are returns, and some is just heated, heated, heated rivalry. And uh, I, I just presented a question: Who do you think has the best chance of getting getting upset this week? And uh, Look, man, let's bring him up, Corey. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's let's bring him up. I guess this is the best way to do it. Let me lower my mic a little bit so I can see this computer. Uh, but let's talk about first. Let's talk about Caleb Plant, Anthony Durrell. This one surprisingly, well, I don't know if it's surprising. Not very many people picked this as an upset. They said this is pretty obvious, Caleb Plant. Yeah, I I could agree with that. Like, but Anthony Durrell is a dog, right? And, and this is my thing right here. This is the chance I give him. Caleb Plant ain't coming into no fight after getting knocked out against a tune-up guy to see if all his logistics back. Yeah. He coming in straight off a knockout. So I know a lot of people not pick. I pick Plant to win this fight, favor him. He looks, he's supposed to win this fight. 
Would you agree? 100%. But I give Anthony Durrell a good chance because you have to remember, Caleb Plant coming off a knockout. And what's Durrell coming off of? A knockout. Uh, yeah, so, a clean uppercut. So, and, uh, yeah, so uh, it – do you, what are your chances if you had to put a number on it uh, of, of you seeing an upset on this fight? And uh, would you be shocked? No, I wouldn't be shocked. I would say, like, I would favor it, like, 53-47 right now. All right, now, you got it pretty close in. Uh, to uh, Caleb Plant. I do think Caleb Plant going to win this fight. But my thing is, coming off a knockout, Anthony Durrell is hungry, man. Yep. Like, he, he wants this. This is his moment, you know, um... To 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 really just make his mark, beating the like, even though he been champion before, but like Caleb Plant said, he never defended. I mean, he defended his belts, but he lost them, right? And, and a heated presser, bro. Heated presser, you gotta yeah. sprinkle some of that in, yeah. some emotion. You know, like we're talking about Lukey last week. You gotta be able to control that emotion. Yeah. They are mad at each other. You know what though, bro? I'm so surprised that that everybody's saying that fight. Well, between that and Haney, no, but there were still some Haney Cambosis votes. But considering Plant came off of a knockout against Canelo, like people were still damn near unanimously picking him to win this fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're not even blinking for the most part. Everybody just thinks, I, I don't, if, if Plant wins, I feel like it's going to be a decision. I can't see Plant knocking out Darrell, but we'll see, man. Uh, next one we have brought up, we're going to bring up for you, is the Queens fighting after the Queen passed. Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall, chances of an upset. Right now, Clarissa Shields is the favorite, but she's fighting in Savannah Marshall's backyard. All the extra stuff, she beat her in the amateurs. Clarissa's still the favorite. Can we see an upset? Will we see an upset, Corey? Um, I'm not sure. I favor Clarissa Shields to win this fight, but, you know, um, when it comes to boxing, they say styles make fights, right? And I think Savannah Marshall got a style that could give Clarissa Shields problems. Let me get this clear. I got Clarissa Seals, the clear-cut favorite, right? But I think when I look at the Clarissa Seals and I look at the Savannah Marshall, they styles offset each other. And I think Savannah Marshall's it's wrinkles in there where she could get off if she don't let Clarissa Seals pressure her relentlessness, get the best of her. If she let Clarissa Seals be relentless like that all night and don't make a stand and hit Clarissa Seals with something to make her think about it, this is going to be a, a night, I mean, not an easy night, but I favor Clarissa Shields in this fight, uh, probably doing it the same way because this is a close competitive Super fight. Super close, in man. My, is Clarissa Shields the favorite? Absolutely. I say like 50, Ooh. 54, 46. 54 for, for Clarissa? Yeah, for Clarissa. So you're saying it's going to be a close. Clarissa going to make it ugly, right? Yeah, she yeah. has to make it ugly. Yeah. She has to make uh, Marshall uncomfortable. Marshall's going to have huge support, bro. Like, that place is going to be jumping. And Clarissa's going to have to block it all out and fight the perfect fight. If you put both their perfect fights against each other, Clarissa, I think, wins it. But Clarissa gonna have to come ready, dude. She gonna have to be because it's like um, I don't know. I'm ready to see that pop on Clarissa. That's the one thing I think she missing is that pop. Does she have a style that could overwhelm you? Yes. But I hope that she transform that pop. Yeah, something a little more crisp. You know, because yeah. like 
she's a a, a a worksman, right? She she you know she a worksman, yeah. like she she gonna she be gonna a, wear you out. She gonna wear you out, make you uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. Um, Savannah Marsh is more of a technical technical fighter, boxer, power puncher. Sits on her punches. Not saying Clarissa don't, but we ain't seen that pop yet. And with that pop Savannah Marshall got, and with the heated rivalry and everything behind it, Clarissa Shields could possibly walk into something with the type of style she got. Because like I say, styles make fights. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, Shields is a favorite, but I could definitely see this fight being an upset. Yep. Um, and, you know, they might do it again because the world is waiting for that fight. We don't have them listed on here, but we do have Baumgartner and uh, Michaela Mayer fighting. Uh, Mayer's the favorite on that. Baumgartner can punch. So that could also be an upset, but Michaela's a... Yeah, I, I got Michaela Mayer. I like Baumgartner. She's just going to have to show me. Like, she's a champion, but she's going to have to show me, right? Because when you're dealing with a guy, with, with a, a girl like Michaela Mayer who fundamentally sound all the way around, can punch box and do it all, and you just known for power, you know, not usually when a, a fighter who could do it all lose to a fighter who just known yeah. for power, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm more like a on this 65. Yeah, same here. 35. I'm right there with you, man. Uh, the next one is the revenge, the rematch, the repeat or revenge between – Polly Malinaj, I mean Devin Haney, <laughs> and George Kambosas, coming back to Australia, back to Melbourne, side of the side of the very the, the first murder. They come, Devin Haney's yeah. coming back. They say these uh, these killers come back to the side of the crime. Yeah, and uh, Haley's back. What do you think, man? Out of the four fights, in terms of this one being an upset, is this the one you feel most comfortable yeah, about? Yeah, this this the this the easiest dog in the yard to walk, in my opinion. But let me say this: Kambosas been a champion. He did it the harder way. I know people want to say, oh, T.O. was sick. Well, he shouldn't have put himself in that position. I can't go off if he was sick because if it was so life-threatening, and you knew this before the fight, you let your ego and your pride get into the way, and I'm not going to let that rain on Cambosa's excellent victory he had to get you. Cambosa's is a fighter who did it the harder way just like Devin Haney, right? Yep. He a guy who have a chance. Uh, one thing we noticed about him, he been quarter. Um, in the lead up to this fight, um, you know, um, what he gonna do different is yet to be determined. Uh, the first fight we seen, complete domination, uh, from the first round to the twelfth, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, by Devin Haney, and when I look at Devin Haney, a guy, you know, who been trying to have everybody take him in for this long, he finally got the world into the palm of his hands. And when I say I don't see nobody who, in a, just in boxing period, who is focused as this guy. When I look at Devin Haney, he flashy just like Floyd was, right? He might not talk as yeah as as much as Floyd, but he talk, but he flashy. But the one thing he got from Floyd is just because I got all this money, that's not going to stop me from oh, working. Oh, no doubt, bro. So with this, I got it like. 99 and a half percent. Oh, yeah, 99 to one. 99 and a half percent. I give Cambosis a half a percent chance. And and the one thing that Cambosis could catch him with is a lucky, uh, not a lucky shot, because he's a fight on this level. He could catch him on his chin, you know. 
And we've heard that, firsthand. Firsthand. So that's the only shot I give Cambosis in winning this fight. He's going to have to put combinations together. He's going to have to do something different. Here's a question I asked you, though. With Haney already kind of dominating Cambosis, Haney, Haney ended up on a lot of people's pound for pound list that he wasn't on before. Is there on ours. On ours, <laughs> yeah. Definitely on ours. Is there a way Haney can fight the exact same opponent? What does he have to do to climb that pound for pound list in most people's eyes? Or do you think there's nothing really he can do? He's going to stay the same because Cambosis is just kind of a lame opponent. Oh, no. He, he could definitely climb that list. Um, David Haney have all, already showed us domination in the ring where he can outbox this guy from round one to round 12. Devin Haney showed me, which I was looking at him like, I thought I just thought he was trying to be like Floyd, you know. I'm gonna take everything you do good away yeah, from a, you, yep. and he did that. We talking about it's it too. Like, I remember you were puzzled <laughs> yeah, with that. <laughs> like he did that. You got to give respect when you wrong, you're wrong, and you have to admit that I was wrong about that. He did that. He took every best attribute away from Cambosis. But your question, yeah, he could definitely move up because Devin Haney showed me in that last fight he that's skillful enough, JJ. You hear me? To where he could actually sit down on his punches if he wants to. Because to me, it's nothing Cambosis could do with him. I think if Devin Haney get him out of there or he have them stop this fight, of course. <laughs> How can you not climb yep. the undisputed champion of the world in 135 who did it the harder way? Stopping the, on, stopping the former yeah, champ in his course. own backyard, bro. That's what I want to see from Haney, dog. I don't want to see another 12 rounds to zero clinic. I want to see one of these guys have that killer instinct. You know, everything everybody talks about Tank is, is his power. Well, let's see one of these other guys come in and put it all together, a skillful performance, and then cap it off with a finish. I want to see that killer instinct from Haney. And if he does it, dog, if he goes and washes George Kambosis in six rounds, he could be jumping up that list. Even I, to, I think he could do it, though, Jay. Yeah, you had you seen Haney kind of in that – Five through eight in the pound for pound list, and some people still had Canelo ahead of him. I think we had him ahead, but Canelo looked kind of regular against Triple G. Haney comes out here and mops the floor with with uh, with Cambosas. Maybe we see him up in that top five, man. You know oh, what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Like you got to put some respect on Devin Haney's name now. Uh, so that's a nest name. Uh, uh, they had this dude named Bernie the Boxer on their show, and I, I'm, I'm not going to address this on this show. I'll do it on. My, <laughs> no, on, you good, bro. Uh, Let's <laughs> talk, man. Let's talk. Get people watching. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had that guy, right? <clears throat> I call him Bernie the Boxer. Bernesto? I call, yeah, uh, Nesto and uh, Ringwalk no. Danny. I call this dude Bernie the Bum because he spoke on us talking about why y'all let them come up there. Man, who the hell is you to ask some another grown-ass man why they let us come up here? Like, Bernie oh, the yeah. Boxer, the only people know you for is licking a sweat from Terrence Crawford Balls. So shut up talking, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he had the audacity to come out and say, like, you got the – this was a stupid-ear, stupid-does moment for Bernie the Boxer. How can he have the audacity to come out and say Devin Haney can't get no better and he's only 23 years old? His ceiling is right there. You got to be a stupid mother shut your mouth mm -mm. to say some ignorant stuff like that, Jake. Dog, Haney's still growing, man, developing right in front of our eyes. How in the hell do you say he? we've seen his ceiling? <coughs> Look how long Floyd's career lasted. You know, like all these guys. Haney don't take big shots. Haney's going to last a long time. So, no, you're absolutely right, Bernie. And this is my thing with Bernie. Though. I'm sorry for cutting no, you No, 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 man. This is my thing with Bernie, JJ. They okay. like, the, they like the people who win their camp because you know Devin Haney got into a, a little back and forth with, with Keyshawn 
Uh, yeah, Davis, Keyshawn right? Davis, yeah. And, and this is what they do. Everybody who in that camp, Bernie try to downplay the fighters that's in their weight class. So just because you got Keyshawn Davis, this pup, yeah, he a former a civil medalist. Yeah. And we give him his respect for that. But he's a pup in boxing right now. He ain't did nothing like what Devin Haney uh, did to where you can sit up here and shit on Devin Haney and say this is his ceiling because you got uh, – the, the wiener dog and Keyshawn Davis on your team, <laughs> and you want to try to uh, damn play uh, Devin, Devin Haney. That's, that's, that's He's just doing damage control for camp, and man, it's it is what. There's always gonna be a Bernie the boxer. Um, yeah. Anyway, and then with the last one to cover, bro, and you made a bold predict prediction on this one. Uh, let's see what we got. But yeah, Mr. Deontay Wilder, the Bronze Bomber, coming back. After a hellacious trilogy with Tyson Fury against Robert Hellanius. Now, bro, I'm going to tell you the results on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram poll. This fight was up there in which fight's most likely to get upset this week. What do you think, dude? Was it the one? Huh? This was the W. This was the top one? Yep. So, a lot of people are starting to, like, this is my thing right here. Um, Deontay Wilder got something that's game changing. Something that the historians always tell us. They like to pound us in the head. Shout out to my dog, General Big Fish. I see you on here, General Big Fish. What's popping, my guy? But the historians, right, they always tell us what they always tell us and they always leave a fighter last. The power. Their power. Yeah. So with Deontay Wilder power and um, Robert Hellenius' lack of defense and his over-aggressiveness, that could probably play a part where, like I say, I – I understand Deontay Wilder is the favorite, and no he doubt. should be, right? But Deontay Wilder done been through a lot, Jay. Oh, a lot, a lot. He done been yeah. through a lot. Like, um, he done had to do some soul searching, and he still got it in his mind where he put in that interviews where he think Tyson Fury cheated, and they said, why you didn't pursue this uh, legal action? Because you had nothing to no, pursue, man. sir. So, mentally, that showed me um, – Deontay Wilder not all the way back yet. Do he have game-changing power? Absolutely. That's what's going to always – that's what made Deontay Wilder his power. But I think Robert Hellenius is a guy who could box and also take a punch. Like, if he could uh, last them early rounds against Deontay Wilder, yep. Wilder in trouble. Bro, and, and you were the first one to call it, and it almost seemed like – I forgot who was the first one to vote – on there, but once once other people saw that people were starting to vote for Hellenius, they started voting because they I feel like they kind of opened their eyes. Because when you think Wilder versus Hellenius, most people never seen Hellenius fight, but just go check him out. The dude's got some skills and he's got some some something that could expose Wilder that we've seen in the past, bro. But listen to this. I don't know if y'all bet or not, but this is not financial advice. But Robert Hellenius is plus seven fifty. Mm. To knock Wilder out, meaning if you put up a hundred bucks for a Hellenius knockout, you're gonna win seven hundred fifty dollars. So, it? oh, it's a knockout. Yeah, it'd be a knockout. It's plus five hundred for him to win, just straight up. I play. I, I mean, I don't think he's gonna. Oh, he could outbox Wilder. He yeah, could outbox him and knock it. I'm, but I'm, plus seven fifty dollars. Hellenius a big man. Like yeah. he a big man. His one two is credible. His uppercut is credible. He have some of the intangibles that could uh, pose a lot of problems for Deontay Wilder. Do I favor 
Deontay Wilder, absolutely. But I'm not picking him to win this fight. I'm picking Robert Hellenius for the upset. You you straight up picking him? Straight yeah. up picking him for the upset. Um, I, it possibly could be by knockout. But you know what? It might do be by knockout. I would advise people, don't listen to me. You got to understand, when you could drop 100 and win 750, that's what we say. What we do, if we don't take no risk, yep. there ain't going to be no rewards. This is the type of fight that you could take a risk, and it could be a huge reward. And it's not far-fetched, bro. It's That's, not. We've seen Wilder get shook. We've seen him get shook by, uh, you know, by smaller guys or whatever. So we could see this happen, man. So if you got an extra 100 to spare, this is not financial advice, but I would say, hey, at least consider it. I'm going to be in the casinos all day Saturday, so feel free. If you don't have any type of online betting accounts, Feel free to cash at me. I'll make that bet free of charge for you, just for our spit bucket supporters. That's a that's a that's a good bet. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm definitely gonna be laying down some money in the uh, in the sports booking area, and because uh, I when you said Hellenius, I predict when you said I predict Hellenius by knockout, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I was like, damn, this could happen. So we'll see. So out of those four fights, name them highest chance of upset versus least chance of upset. I think uh, the highest chance of upset. Is uh, Robert Hellenius uh, defeating Deontay Wilder, and I think the least upset is um, uh, Cambosis beating Devin Haney. I agree with you, Mister ILTBA, one hundred percent. Yeah, man, I think that's. It. Did you want to talk about Spence's comment or no? No, nah, we'll, we'll save it for for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll save it for tomorrow. Yeah, it's Monday night football time. I know yeah, these people. Night football, yeah, everybody down there. We'll save this for tomorrow because it's, it's it's heating up. It's heating up. See, it, this is what the people want, and it's heating up. They, we got to see something. They get what they want. Let's go and address it real quick, Zane. You want to address Let's it real quick? Because I don't have the pictures. I know you showed it. I got this. So let me read this off what uh, Earl Spence said. Earl Spence stated. Get on the mic, um, Earl Spence stated he could talk all the shit he wants on Twitter, but I promise you he ain't beating me. He deceiving whatever fans he got because he ain't got none. <laughs> Bob Arum let him go because he couldn't sell a damn thing. I wanted this fight to prove I'm the best, and I'm going to show the world that I'm the best welterweight in the world today. Right? So think about it. That's yet to be determined if he's going to be Terrence Crawford so, or if Terrence Crawford going to be him. We ain't got to talk about that, but the belief that he supposed to have, he supposed to talk about that and believe that. But when he said he could talk all he wants on Twitter, but I, but I mean, when he say um, he deceiving whatever fans he got because he ain't got none. That's the reason why Bob Arum let him go, because he don't sell a damn thing. Is we lying? No. Is, is Spence lying on that? No, no, not at all. That's why um, it was this gigantic you know, um, deal that had to be made in Terrence Crawford had no choice but to take it. But, J.J., that's what we want. That's what we want. We want to see signs of life, not complete silence. And I was good with that. Now, uh, I was 100% good with that because I want to see fighting words. I want to see how Bud responds. You know, like, they're making movement. They're making splashes. What I don't want to do is sit here and talk about what another YouTuber said or somebody, you know, but now we see words from Errol Spence Jr. We see him... Poking the bear, you know. Now we're going to see either Bud's going to respond, Bud's going to move on and fight somebody else, but now the ball's in Bud's court. No, it's they both, they, I think they both put out statements to work. I think we know this the fight that's happening next. But the thing is, I, to me, it never made sense to do it on November the 19th, even though I would have, it never made sense. Because why is you going to do a fight when 
Thanksgiving, football season. Like, it makes sense after that to do the fight. Don't try to compete um, with college football. Yeah, you can't. Don't do that. No. To be honest with you, like, this fight might not happen until March or April of next year, Jay, because you got to wait for the college season. Now, basketball ain't what it used to be. You can compete with them all day We long. can do it in March. We can do it in February. Why not February? Late February, yeah, March. February, March. Yeah, February. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. Yeah, but. What about what Floyd said about Heyman waiting? Floyd said, I know what goes on at PBC. I'm, I'm Al Heyman's business partner. Yeah. That fight ain't happening anytime soon. It's going to happen down the road. So what I'm asking everybody, let's stop, stop, stop all the heat. It's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. It has to happen. And Do you think Earl Spence fight somebody before that? Man, I hope not. There's too much you would can you go wrong. Would you be mad if he did? I wouldn't because be mad. The term, it's, it's, no, it's, I'm saying, but would you be upset if, the, if it ain't his fault? No, I wouldn't be upset if either one you of them. You got more options. Errol Spence has more options. Look at his, you know, what do you mean? Just for a little tune-up fight, whatever? He just got more options, period, because yeah. he Earl Spence and the other guys turns Crawford. Yeah, he's got more options. I wouldn't be mad if I, but I actually I would be, because you're risking something bad happening. I, I thought that against Danny you, Garcia. Well, Ugas. you thought it was against Ugas, yeah. I, got, I thought that against that. I didn't know how he was going to be versus Danny Garcia. I also thought that against Ugas, but Earl came back and showed he's a well-oiled machine. Ain't nothing changed. He done got the nooks and crannies out of his game. And he's uh, back on point. But now, I don't want to see no, I'm not going to sit in front and say that I'm just giving hypotheticals, would we? But Earl, let it be known that that is the fight, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I don't think Earl would be putting that out there if they weren't getting close, bro. So hopefully we hear an announcement. I would love to see it cap out an amazing 2022 because we've had a great one. But we'll see. That's yet to be determined. I don't want to waste any energy. I don't want to be shouting in this beautiful studio right now about whose fault it is. But uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's been a good show. It's been a good Monday back. Uh, You guys go back and enjoy some Monday football. Are you good? Are you good to head out of here? Shout out to everybody on the 2142 Across the Pond. We'll see y'all tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Everybody, y'all make sure y'all go like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends, friends, friends about the Spit Bucket Podcast. We got a lot of things coming. Y'all know how we do. It's Mr. LTBA with JJ Solomon. JJ Solomon, appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great night. This is Ray Bradshaw, Mr. LTBA. Mr. Lee Boys can touch me on my worst day. And this is JJ Solomon. And this is the Spit Bucket Podcast. This is the Spit Bucket Podcast.